the playoffs? Yeah. We'll talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. We played them the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. Listen, we talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We talking about practice. It's the All Pro Bros, yo. It's sports show where we put you in the know of who are the bros and the misses, the losers, to those scared the winners, those in the game, to the set, to the match. Ali Uber with the crew. Every test to bring you. Every virgin statistic, you caught up over your mystic. You removed the decisions, the opinions, the blow with the whistle, the flops, the foul, and all of the issues. Every punch, every kick, every throw, every switch, every leap, every flip, every run, every twist. What's going on, people? You are now in tune to another episode of the All Pro Bro Sports Show. This is your homeboy, Triple. It's your boyfriend. Bajadamas. Hello. So, NBA season is officially back in the swing of things. I'm excited about the NBA season. Um, let's talk about the Celtics for a second. They did well. Very well against yep. the 76ers. Though the 76ers yeah. are still going to be a monster of a team this season. Um, I really want to see Embiid do well, not at the expense of the Celtics, but just him as a player. I'd love to see him do well. Uh, the Celtics, though, man, we got a squad. You know, we got Blake Griffin, you know what I'm saying? We got Brogdon, you know, we got Horford is back, you know, we got Mackie Smack, you know what I'm saying? Packers can't have it yet. And you got the, the ultimate duo of, of Tatum and Brown and a new coach due to unforeseen circumstances. Which we already covered several episodes ago. What is your you guys's uh, hey you guys confidence in the Celtics this season? I think I think um, you know I mean I mean it's a wait and see approach with the coach, but I think I'm so so far like you said we have a, a pretty great squad, a pretty uh, good squad, a very good squad from last year. We just added on to that. Um, you know, with the additions of Blake Griffin and others, and Matt Malcolm, Malcolm Brogdon will be the he'll be the key guy off the bench. Like I said, like I said before, I, I would like to see them still add uh, a person like like Carmelo Anthony to, to to that to that bench and 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 really seal that deal. But even even what we have now, it's it's good to make at least a pretty good run. But you know, yeah. But you have to make sure this, this is the right th- things fall in place because you know, due to health reasons, we know Montanello going down for most of the regular season, and and uh, Rob Williams not going to be able to start till, till about January 2023. Yep. So health is a big issue too. So we need things to fall in the right, the proper place. I agree. That's something important. I will add this to what you're saying, Fonz. The Celtics need to be more aggressive. But also, at the same time, they need to find a balance with their aggression on the court is wisdom and shot selection. Yeah. And certain players only making certain shots. We've discussed this off air before. But, yes. you know, each of them need to play to their strengths is what I'm saying. Yeah, and, 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 and we got to know you're not, not everybody's Steph Curry. Like, we got to stop. We got to stop this. Like, that's the whole issue we have with, with the whole league in general. Everything Steph Curry is uh, um, um, as the book on him came out. Everybody thinks that, thinks they're shooters, and they took that same route. 
and it's you know we we got we got we gotta you know fall on that line, a place of line. Not, not everybody shoot with threes like that. Yep, some people are not, shooters, not some are defense defensive players, some are just people who play in the paint, make them painters. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, some people are just good at being playmakers, and others are slashers. You know, know where you stand. You know, um, and play to your strengths in that. Yeah, because if it was back in the day, we were coaching. I'd be like, "What kind of offense are you conducting? Taking all these threes and breaking them? Sit, sit out, sit out." <laughs> yeah, Celtics <laughs> is not a three-point team like that, though. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's, there's like certain players can shoot, yes, but the others you, you can still you can still the, two, the high percentage two-point shot, which is better than getting nothing. So yeah, so each each one, like you said, has to you know has to pick their battle. And you said something interesting, Fonz. If they take the high percentage uh, two-point shots more often, like let's say they're rushing down the court, uh, especially certain players, I'm trying to be nice, <laughs> uh, don't take the three-pointer. That's not your shot. Don't take it. Yeah, Either like, try to get inside or wait and pass it to someone who has a higher three percent, uh, three-point Shot percentage, you know, saying right, not just attempts, like, but in shots made, maybe like a table, yeah, shots made because you know, because I like last night, we we like we weren't shooting that well from the three, we we, we may have ended up okay at the end, but we and overall we shot 56 percent from the field, and we ended up winning 126 to 117. I'm like, that was good. That they see that's that, that 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 was that was a great, they ended up having a great shot selection at the end. Knowing what to do, turning defense off—that's what I want to see more of. If we, if we have to go on a deep run and actually win a championship, because it's been, it's been 14 years and counting, going on 50. So we need to, we, you know, we need, we need to put a into this drought. Not true, and they do have a good team. They have a lot of talent. I agree with you, Fonz, in terms of what will coaching with Missoula look like, though. Well, I'll say for the Celtics, we'll see. Because they're, um, they're going on a three-game, uh, a three-game road trip, so that also shows us some things. How are they on the road when they got to move from place to place, back to back? Absolutely. So then you got Golden State. They're my favorites to actually just win it all, keep it a hundred. I think, regardless of the incident, <laughs> TMZ leaked. They're, I think, they're the favorite to win it all again. Honestly, though, there's a lot of competition this year, especially in the East. Yeah, you definitely have um, Giannis and Tentacupo. On yeah, what, what, what Red said, on <laughs> you know, in the Milwaukee Bucks, they won another championship. You got the Miami Heat, they want to definitely go back to the big dance. Um, I already mentioned the 76ers. You got the Brooklyn Nets if Kyrie and Durant can stay healthy. Um, so there's a lot of lot of stuff going on in the East. I would say the Knicks, but the Knicks. So we're going to move on from the Knicks. Uh, <laughs> in the West, you got Denver. Um, I mean, you had Nuggets. You got the Suns. You also have... Um, the Clippers, you know, 
uh, in Dallas. Yeah, Luka Doncic out there, you know. Oh, in the Pelicans. Can't forget. Zion is back. Hold on, Fonz. Red, what were you saying? I was just gonna say, um, um, he looks he looks great. Uh he, he dropped he dropped some weight and he looks really good moving. True. And, yeah, I, and I just want to see can he be that player that they've been talking about since college? Like that dominant player. Can the Pelicans be that team this season? Like this time in December, are we gonna be saying how he dominated the past two and a half months? Or will it be Oh, he messed up his knee again. He messes up. He messed up his ankle again. Yeah, because it feels like just like Ben Simmons. It feels like they haven't played basketball forever. Yeah, you know, so even I, when they do play, are they consistent and yeah. are they dominating? No and no. Absolutely. We, may, we need to see. We need to see more. People even saying, "Oh, Ben Simmons is going to be an All Star." Oh, he's good. After all that trash y'all was talking last year, shut up. Oh, <laughs> these, these analysts and podcasters make yeah, me he itch. Was, <laughs> yeah, he was non-existent in the playoffs against us. Like, come on, stop it. No, he hasn't even He didn't even play. No. I remember that he report? Play. He right, right. No, not at all. Remember that report that I had read? Like last year, from a college scout before he even made it to the to the NBA, about Whoa. their concerns about him and it ended up being true. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. He, he's he's a non he's a non shooter. Um, he he really is a not he's a non shooter, and it's like you know all the stuff that he does is like yeah he's just a, he's just another Magic Johnson that doesn't shoot. Oh wow! And that's literally <laughs> all he is. Yeah. He's a he's a, no, he's magic, not, was, magic, magic was, Johnson. Uh, uh, magic was better than that, even though Magic wasn't a three point shooter. But Magic was at least no, no, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. Magic, magic he's a he's a non shooting Magic Johnson. Non shooting, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was about to say Magic averaged close to twenty points a game. So yeah, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. Because like Magic, I, 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 from time to time, Magic would shoot up a shot if he needed to. Other than that, yeah, magic, magic will shoot. Although, he, although we all know that magic was known for his for his superb passing ability. For for right. those who don't know basketball, he was known for his passing ability. But yeah, magic, magic took uh, taking a shot or two in his career. Now he wasn't known for it, but anyways, I digress. But now let's keep with the uh, the old school talk. I think we pretty much covered like the whole. NBA preview of sorts, you know. Let's talk about back in the day. So this is something I heard recently. I was talking to someone actually, not her. I was talking to someone some Sunday after church, and uh, a couple of the guys and I was talking about how basically there was a time when there were positions, but now there are no positions. There are sets because of athleticism being different, play style, all that kind of stuff. What do you guys think about that? Yes, I, I, I yeah, I could agree. Like, take uh, for example, back in the day, he would have been a, a classic center. Not anymore. Yeah, Durant, yeah. Because as tall as tall as he is, because he's what, seven feet? 
almost yeah, like six ten, almost like six ten, six eleven. Yeah, so okay, so so let, let's call it, let's let's call it what it is. He's about seven feet. Okay, he he would have been at least at, at, at the very least playing power forward slash center if if this was like you know the eight of seventies and eighties. Okay, yeah, yeah power forward was, or even the nineties, nineties to early early to mid two thousands. There were still positions then. Like, yeah, he would have been a powerful forward slash center. Now, because he's so slender, just like KG was, they'll probably he'll probably be a power forward first. Now, the okay. center, if, in, right. if out of necessity. Okay. Um. Yeah. I. Th- I think. I think. Um. KD would have been at least power forward slash center. Okay. Um. Because a lot, a lot of these, a lot of these guys, I think, uh, a lot of these guys are. Um, I think uh, um, might be out of position because of how tall they are. Because I think um, even um, uh, what you would call it, um, Blake Griffin uh, might be a little like a, a, he might be an inch or two away from being a power forward. Because even though he's he's classified as a power forward, because he's what six he's listed at like six eight six nine six eight. Yep, I'm looking that up. Okay, I thought it was six ten, but man, no, but he. Right, so he's about he's about six he's about six eight. If this was like the the seventies through the nineties, he would have at least been a, a, a small forward. Okay, maybe because uh, what what was the um because um, what was the um 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 correlation guy that the that the um Bulls got um um Tony Kukoc yeah Kukoc thank you Tony Kukoc he was listed at six ten well okay. Kukoc, because I, I thought he played on uh, small forward whenever um, 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 Pippa was out. But yeah, stuff like that was like, yeah, he was like, what, 6'10", playing small, but then also at the same time, he's playing um, power, maybe center. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no, a, a, lot of, yeah cause a, lot, a lot of these guys, I think, are out of position depending on, where, um, depending on their height, and it's a, and it's a different game. No, it is. I mean, the speed of the game is faster. Um, defense is not something they do as much nowadays, honestly. Um, the way they shoot is different, you know. They're taking riskier shots. There was a time when they were taking smarter shots, like I was saying before, playing to their strength. Um, it's like they play to their strength, but then they don't at the same time. Just because just because there's better modern day technology and things, and the players are bigger, uh, faster, stronger, doesn't necessarily mean the game is better. I keep telling um, the new school people this, and even some old school people who think, "Oh, things are better now just because of modern day technology." Not necessarily, because if you're not if you're not playing the game to your strength or playing or playing smarter, then it doesn't make the game better. It makes it sloppier. You just shooting a bunch of threes if you're not making them. Or, or, or just, uh, or just running, or losing, or just running down and dunking it, but no, but no, there's no um, in between, no mid uh, mid range shots or whatever. It doesn't, it, you know, it doesn't compete. It, it doesn't comply. That's true, you know. And gone all the days also in the NBA when you had full teams that were superstars. Get individual superstars, but the team themselves would just be amazing. Like the Bad Boy Pistons, you know, um, the Chicago Bulls when Jordan came back, 
the whole team itself was like, yo, New York Knicks, early 90s to late 90s. I can go on and on. You know, Pat Riley's Miami Heat team. You know what I'm saying? San Antonio in their early two late nineties, early two thousands runs. Um Yeah, with the with, with uh whatchamacallit with Robinson and Duncan. Yep. So these teams they the teams had character about them. The teams themselves stuck out. It wasn't individual players or the individual or the uh the invention of the super team, which I'm glad that's dead at this point. Or Actually, like or like just give you a heads up just give you a heads up. The, the, the term super team was fairly relatively new. Just because it's relatively new doesn't necessarily mean that it didn't happen from before. Like no, you're right. I agree. I agree. But it became yeah, yeah. very convoluted after a while though. Yes. Yeah, I think I think the only difference was back then they were organically made or drafted but in the in the past decade it's been put together by the players. Yeah, and and, and, for, and free agency. Now because like now it's like you know, um now you have um now players kind of like you know could walk in free agency where it's like you know before either you stuck you stuck with the team that you got drafted by or you got traded right it's true like for like for example let's call it what it is back in the 80s the late uh, the lakers had technically a super team okay because yeah yeah you, 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 you had a team uh, consisted of um of magic kareem abdul jabbar and james worthy Okay, there's no way you're stopping all three of them all at the same time. No, not and at the Celtics, all. And the Celtics had technically a super team too. Yeah, and yeah. I was, I was actually, I was actually going to get to them because again, uh, um, in in the night, uh, in the eighties, you had Bird. Um, uh, now I think DJ came a little bit later. Um, um, like closer to, I think that the early, no, no mid to, mid eighties. And then you had, um, um, uh, Mikhail. Okay, so technically speaking, yes, the the the, uh, the the Celtics also had a super team. Let's call again. Let's call it what it is. We're just we're just now we're just now coining the term super team in today's in today's lingo. I'm just glad it's being used less though. I think it's yes. Part of it says convoluted. Yeah, these teams would be players rather be friends off the court. But hey, man, yeah, let's. Let's get together and try to like force a trade. Let's make this happen. Yeah, I'm put on a fat suit. You know, I'm acting just play lazy. Or oh, I'm gonna play like I got some some mental health issues. Yeah, man, I'm just gonna get on my coach's face. Just saying. <laughs> and they use these things and then some to their advantage to, to create teams. But a lot of the teams aren't lasting either. Look at the, the uh Brooklyn Nets. What to say New York? The Brooklyn Nets. Um well, that, they are in New York, but yeah, I get you. Yeah, so they had Durant, Kyrie, and uh, the Beard, right? Harden. James Harden. Yeah, but Harden and Irvin started having beef, talking smack in the back of the Walmart, you know what I'm saying? But then you have Irvin couldn't play because of COVID rules, and then other things he started saying that uh, irked the the media, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. Then you had Durant, same thing. Complaining about things, and that then their the health of each player they weren't playing together consistently uh, throughout the entirety of like the past two seasons. Harden and Irvin's beef got so crazy. Harden demanded a trade once again. 
minus a fat suit. Now it's with the 76ers, you know? So these players become like divas, not about duty and trying to fight for the team. I swear Giannis and Dame Lillard are like the last of a dying breed that will stick with a team, good or bad, in terms of how team the team is. So that's just one example, the Brooklyn Nets, field experiment for the super team. You know what I'm saying? It's not about you're just boys. Yeah, let's ball up. Nah, it's different when you start working together. Yeah, that's a fact. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I'm sounding, I'm sounding old. I'm almost 40. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and I, I just missed the way it was. You know what I mean? No, nah, I missed the way it was too. I mean, kind of, you know, how, how do I ask the rivalries? I mean, you know, since we're healthy rivalries, you know, you know, they say you hate each other. I mean, the sports hate. Really, you you can be friends off the court, like how Bird and Magic were, but on the court it was a rivalry. You know, even the Bulls and Knicks rivalry. You know, those those type of rivalries kind of miss that. Well, speaking you know. of that, Fonty said something interesting a few weeks ago about Jordan sucker punching with Steve Kerr, and he had apologized. No, you said this a couple of days ago. Uh, oh yeah, last on Monday's episode. Um, do you know, especially given the stuff you spoke about Pippen from last year, are a lot of people friends with Michael Jordan or some of the players even actually friends with him from the Chicago Bulls to this day? That's a good question. You know, about the punching is the car and Jordan. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it was a sucker punch per se. I do know they they were, they were setting hard screens in practice and then and then they were talking. There was tra- words being exchanged, and then Kerr got got fed up, and then elbowed Jordan in the chest before before Jordan snuffed him. <laughs> but but and then eventually Jordan had to apologize, and then after it was being thrown out of practice, and then there was camaraderie. But yeah, like in terms of um, off the court, yeah, I mean, I thought the closest would have been Pippen, but then now Pippen doing this to write his book and and all and all this, and is is this is this. You know, it, 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 the thing has gotten so messy. Yeah, especially so. Pippen got his own set of issues, and he's back in the news again. We're not going to talk about that. I mean, yeah, now I'm just curious to see if you knew anything about that because all the stuff uh, we now hear about Mike, it doesn't ruin his on court uh, legacy, but his. And, and, and you know what the funny thing is? That's very scary. As much like when when the when was the last dance actually came into um a thing, um it actually aired out a lot of like the, I guess you can say the quote unquote demons that he was dealing with or or dealing with. Dirty everybody still loves Jordan. Yeah, everybody yeah. still loves Jordan. And in fact, that that really didn't damage his legacy, which I find very funny. But it depends who you're talking to. For majority of people, no, it has not ruined his legacy. Yeah, right. but for some people. So like, oh, I'm going to rock with Jordan again. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah, still, I still respect him. It's like with any people, I will respect your body of work, regardless of what you've done. So I believe in forgiveness. We all do. Um, right. But at the same time, I'm always like, well, if you're still alive, what are you doing now? And he has redeemed himself in many different areas. You know what I'm saying? So through charitable yeah. givings and uh, supporting players in more ways. Uh, another stuff like that. So he's gotten better um, and turned things yeah. around. Uh, but it's neither here nor there in terms of his on-court stuff. So. I mean, yeah, That's yeah. fair. 
thing with basketball, man, you you may have a long career. Majority of them do not. But the time that you're in the league, what are you doing with that time? What are you doing with that money? What are you doing with your influence? Fair. Because you wonder, even a lot of popular players we grew up um, um, watching, you wonder if they're friends with teammates that they once were, were teammates with off the court. And, you know, just like you go to people you go to work with, you may not, you, you'll have a good work, but you may not necessarily be friends, you know, outside the workplace. Nah, this is true. And, of course, like with any job, you want to get along the people you work with. Not to say you're right. friends with them. There's a there's a boundaries there. Like my coworkers, mad cool. You know, same. There's boundaries there. Unless the relationships become natural friendships, I'm just being friendly and talking with you because you're cool. I'm not right. saying just be buddy buddy, or just hang out. Nah, there's, there's a balance to it. But I agree with you. Like, in in terms of the curiosity you have, Franz, of how many of them, at least from back then, are actually to this day still friends. You know, minus yeah. the TNT dudes. We they actually even said they support one another and they're friendly off camera. You know, even Shaq and Chuck and their <laughs> crazy compilation of hilarious banter. Um, but they love each other like brothers, you know. Yeah. So but you, you know what? You know what, Shaq? You know what I'm saying? Well, what you saying, Chuck? Man, you a biscuit head. You don't look like a planet. They still have four rings. You have none. They're like, you always goes back to the ring. Like, oh. <laughs> they be like, well, Shaq said, well, I mean, Chuck says, well, I didn't have Kobe and, and Dwayne Curry. Dwayne carried me up and down the court. I had the Frettles and BP, Chuck. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, stop it, Chuck. I was fine with MVP. <laughs> Can't say nice to me. Can you dig it? So yeah. So yeah, y'all. It's been another episode of the All Pro Bro Sports Show. This is your boy Triple. It's your boy Red. Roger Thomas. Y'all next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.